Thank you for your presence. The Bible tells us that if we say we love God, whom we have not seen, but hate our brother whom we see every day, the truth is not in us. And if the God's truth in its entirety is not in us, we are not genuinely saved. We can have Christian symbols on our cars, wear Christian symbols, quote scripture, pray eloquently, and sing hymns and spiritual songs. But if we are not continuously living and applying God's word in our lives, we are not genuinely saved. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us today. The church, my friend, is essential. I said again, the church is essential. They will serve you alcohol from your car because they say that's essential. The beauty salons are still open. They say it's essential. My wife and I went to a couple of restaurants this week and they were all in there and they were enjoying themselves. I didn't see nobody disturbed. They were just eating and slopping in their food. They say we got to eat. I went to the cleaners and they were all open. I went to the bank. It was open. They were just doing business. But when are we going to start doing business for God and get out of our little cubby hole? This might happen and that might happen. Don't you know God will take care of you? You ought to have been walking with God long enough to know that God's going to keep you. You ought to know that you know you know that if God don't keep you, you won't be kept. If there's ever time to be resilient, it's right now. That's right. If you start doing for God, God will keep a lot of stuff away from you. You stay shut in, you get sicker. You get sicker, you get weaker. Why? You, you, excuse me, you ain't doing nothing. Everything else is essential. Your yard man is essential. The dog is essential. The car is essential. You know, the, everything's essential. But when it comes to church, Oh no! Oh, I better not sing. I'm, something might get on me. <laughs> and you go out here and go wherever you want. You go to wash tub, wash the car. You go here, you go there, and you go a little of everywhere. Become the church. You freeze. I love the Lord. He heard my cry and pitied every groan. Long as I live and trouble rise. I will hasten to his throne. I'm not afraid of a virus. I'm not saying I won't get it. I may get it next week. I hope I don't. But you know, say, well, why do you do? You know, I can't tell you if your loved one died. Uh, you know what? And you say, well, Pastor, can you bury my husband or my brother or my daughter? I say, you know, I really can't. I got to stay home because, you know, the virus is out there. You, you, want, you want me to marry uh, your daughter, your daughter? Oh, I can't. You know, in 2020, when that thing was so thick, do you know I was doing graveside services? I was doing funerals and all these places. I, when everybody called within my power, I came and did what I could. And I just prayed God. I said, God, if I'm going to get it, I'm going to show get it here. I saw all these folk and all this stuff. I didn't know what these folk had. And I said, oh, God, cover me now. I'm going in here and help me, help me to just... Have wisdom. And you know, God kept me through 2020. Here I am now. All the way, we almost in 2022. Look at me. I'm... God can't use a wimpy, scary saint. We at that math camp and that science camp and that career thing out here yesterday. But it's all those children. And all those people, 
And they were buzzing. The whole house is full. All, all the parade out there and all the stuff in the pavilion and all the panels in here and all the stuff here and all 147. All these computers, kids learning passwords and how to get this stuff to see what career they might want to be in or what it's going to require and what it's going to pay. And, and I was walking around saying, well, what do you want to be? And they were telling me all these things they want to be. All the, I said, look at all these folk. Oh, it was so refreshing that Maranatha is a resilient church in the time of crises. Why don't you say amen? Now, we're not going to be foolish. We're going to be wise. We're going to be wise. Oh, you don't just hug everybody and breathe all in their face and, you know, and just whatever. Come on now. You know, don't don't tempt God. (laughs) Don't tempt him. You know, I'm not going to tempt God. You know, I, I do have it right here, you know. I, it's right here. You know, I, when I need it, I use it. You know, so I ain't crazy. <laughs> God is good, and we must press on. And God will bless my faithfulness. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. I'd rather die doing what God told me to do than to be stuck in some room trying to protect myself in self-preservation because I'm scared of this and scared of that. And God says, you didn't give me my best in virus. The scripture says in Romans 8, let nothing separate you. Absolutely nothing separate you from the love of God. Why don't you say amen? Amen. We need to rise and shine and give God the glory. First John 3 eight says, he who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the son of God was revealed that he might destroy the works of the devil. Verse 8 a says, uh, says, he who sins is of the devil. Anyone who takes pleasure in sin or whose life is habitually sinful is a spiritual child of the devil. Wow. It says, he who sins is of the devil. You sin in all of the place, that means you're not of God, you're of the devil. Uh, verse AB says, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. From the beginning means Lucifer was the first created being to ever sin. You know, Lucifer was not created a devil. You know, this is when he was in heaven. He was not created a devil. He was created a beautiful angelic being who became a devil when by his own free volition and will, his heart was lifted up in pride because of his beauty. His heart was lifted up because of his position. Lucifer's heart was lifted up because of his power. You say, now, can you show me a scripture on that? I certainly can. Matter of fact, I show you through two of them and I'm going to read them kind of fast for the sake of time. Isaiah 14, Isaiah 14, 12 through 17, Isaiah 14, 12 through 17. It says, 
How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nation? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the congregation on the furthest side of the north. I, look at that, look at that. I, 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 I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God. Stop right there. I'm going to be like God. This little puny angel, he was a magnificent, powerful specimen. He, uh, He was a musician. He, 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 he was a, he was spectacular to look at and he got stuck on himself. Even to the point he says, I will be like God. I'm going to be, I want his throne. Verse 15. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol to the lowest depths of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you saying, is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed his cities who did not open the house of his prisoners. Wow. Then Ezekiel chapter 28 verses 11 through 17. Uh, you see some more here about Lucifer, Satan. When you talk about Satan, when you talk about the devil, when you talk about the serpent, you're talking about those are interchangeable words talking about the same person. Ezekiel 28, 11 through 17 also says, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, take up lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, thus said the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection. Look at that. Full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Wow, this, this, he was spectacular. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, emerald, and gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes were prepared for you on the day you were created. Look at He was a created being. The day you were what? Lucifer was a created being. You don't see anywhere in scripture where God was created, but Lucifer was created. Verse 14. You were the anointed cherub, cherub who covers I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the days you were created. There it is again. He was created. Till iniquity iniquity was found in you. Underline that. Put a double line on it if you can. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and you sin. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. And I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. Because of your beauty. What's lifting your heart up? Your power, your prestige, your beauty, your intellect, your money. What's lifting you up? Look what he says about Satan. Say, you corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast 
you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they may they might gaze at you. My friend, Lucifer desired to exalt himself above the most high God. All sin originated from Satan. He was the first created being ever to rebel against God and disobey him. Y'all listening. I know you are. Now, let me give you a few lessons. Lessons we can learn from Lucifer's fall. Lessons we can learn from Lucifer's fall. You need to get these lessons because they're going to help you in your life. Lessons we can learn from Lucifer's fall. A, beloved, please take note. Mysteriously, Lucifer sinned in heaven. Mysteriously. I mean, where God was and is. Where the angels, Lucifer sinned in heaven. Therefore, all of us here on earth really need to take heed lest we fall. If he sinned in heaven, do you think we can sin on earth? Yes, we can. And we have. First Corinthians 10, 12 says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Absolutely no one is so invisible that they cannot fall. I say it again. Absolutely no one is so invisible that they cannot fall. Many often ask the question, how did Satan introduce evil into heaven in a place of perfection where there was no temptation, no sin, and where God was and is? Now, I want to tell you something. Be mindful. We will never fully understand all the implications of this. But one thing we can be sure of is that Lucifer had freedom of choice. He had freedom of choice. And all the nuances of what he did, how he did, and all of this, we have to ask Jesus that when we get up there. Don't, so don't ask me that after church. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I do not know. Let's, talk, let's have a Q&A session with Jesus when we get to heaven. B. Be careful whom you follow because the devil is a classic example of an impersonator, imitator, and deceiver. Be careful whom you follow because the devil is a classic example of an impersonator, imitator, and deceiver. If you listen to Satan or people who are under demonic influence, they can sway you away from Christ to your own spiritual destruction. Even Lucifer, who is Satan, calls one third of the angelic host to rebel against God, which brought about their fall from heaven. And these holy angels became demons in their fall. I wish I had more time to deal with the doctrine of demonology. In Revelation 12, 4, Satan is referred to as a star who was cast down to earth along with a third of the stars who were cast out with him. The conclusion is that the stars in Revelation 12 refers to fallen angels, one third of the heavenly host. You say one third of what? We don't know because you can't count all those angels. They are countless. They are innumerable. But that whatever that third is, is a whole lot to wreak havoc in the world in which we live. 
substantiated by Revelation 12, 3 through 4a, it says, then I witnessed in heaven another significant event. I saw a large red dragon with seven heads and ten horns with seven crowns on his head. His tail swept away one third of the stars in the sky and he threw them to the ground. Revelation 12, uh, 7 through 9 also says, then there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels. Verse 8, and the dragon lost the battle and he and his angels were forced out of heaven. Verse 9, this great dragon, the ancient serpent, he's called the serpent of old, the devil, called the devil there, or Satan, another name I said earlier, the one deceiving the whole world was thrown down to the earth with all his angel, his cohorts. I want to give you C here. C. Lucifer was not and will never be equal with God. Lucifer was not and will never be equal with God because he was created by God himself. Beloved, there is an inherent danger when you forget that the Lord created you and owns you. He created you and owns you. It is a dangerous thing when you make too much of yourself like Satan, like Lucifer did. He got in trouble because he was stuck on his beauty, his power, his position. He was he was it. So he thought. When you forget that you serve at God's pleasure, get this now, (laughs) when you forget that you serve at God's pleasure, your heart will be lifted up in pride. You will usurp the authority of God and you will go beyond the will of God for your life. Let me just say that again. When you forget that you serve at God's pleasure, your heart will be lifted up in pride. You will usurp the authority of God and will go beyond the will of God for your life. So so much for that piece. Now let's get back to 1 John 3, 8. I just thought you would be encouraged to hear that. 1 John 3, 8, C says that he might destroy the works of the devil. We're back in the passage of, passage of 1 John Jesus came to earth to destroy the works of the devil. The term devil means accuser or slanderer. That's what the devil means. The word devil means accuser or slanderer. Destroy does not mean to annihilate. The devil was not annihilated when Jesus rose in victory from the grave. He was not annihilated. You know, you can look around and see he's not annihilated. (laughs) Satan is certainly still at work today. To destroy him means to render inoperative or to rob of power. Satan has been disarmed. Even though he has power, he still has power. It it has been diminished. His power has been diminished and his weapons have been permanently damaged because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In other words, Satan is fighting a losing battle under the feet of Jesus. Whatever he does, he's under the feet of Jesus and he's fighting a losing battle. The day will come when all of Satan's activity will cease 
and he will be cast into the lake of fire. You say, how do you know that? Because of Revelation 20:10, which says the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophets are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Summary, three points of summarization and we'll be done. Summary. Number one, be encouraged by the tremendous truth that God loves you with an unconditional love. Be encouraged by the tremendous truth that God loves you with an unconditional love, regardless of your past. He loves you unconditionally, regardless of your bad decisions. God loves you unconditionally, regardless of your failures and regardless of your sins. God loves us at our best and he loves us at our worst. And he requires us to love others the same way. How many of you know that God loves you with an unconditional love in spite of yourself? We don't deserve God's love. That's a that's the grace of God, the mercy of God. That's a gift from God. Amen. Well, can you love others the same way God loved you? In spite of how they hurt you, betrayed you, whatever they've done to you, I don't care how cynical it was, whether it's a child, whether it's a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, a co-worker, a friend, a sorrow, a friend, or whatever, can you love them unconditionally in spite of what they've done for you? When you fail to embrace the truth of God's love for you, that is when you fall prey to Satan's lies. That's when you fall prey to Satan's fears. That's when you fall prey to Satan's worry. You become victimized by depression. And here come the suicidal tendencies. When you can't love people unconditionally the way God loved you. Now, why is it that you can't do to others what God did to you? Think about that. Your love for people ought to be astonishing like God's love when you can love people who have done you in and you still do them good anyhow give them grace anyhow give them a break anyhow listen that's unconditional love who authorized you to keep the person who have wronged you in a perpetual eternal court look how quiet it got there you won't even say amen say amen behind those masks Amen. No. Say amen. amen. This is spiritual spinach. <laughs> Number two, no matter how troubling, listen, no matter how troubling the things in our nation and world becomes, no matter how troubling the things in our world and nation becomes, the Lord will embrace you with his loving arms, he will comfort you. In the midst of all this upheaval, you will experience comfort from God. And you know what he'll do? He will quell any disturbance in your heart. He will quell any disturbance in your heart. In the midst of confusion, in the midst of stuff you see on the media, social media, all that, let not listen. God will take care of you. And he, he will quell. He will comfort you. He will encourage you. He will give you peace in the midst of uncertainty. Number three, finally, take comfort. The troubles of this world 
continue to remind us that we are not home yet. Did you get that? Take comfort. The troubles of this world continue to remind us that we are not home yet. The Lord loves us so much that even now he is preparing for our arrival to our heavenly home. John 14, 1, 2, and 3 says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am there, you may be also. Our heavenly father is preparing as I preach this message. He's preparing a heavenly home that's indescribable. A heavenly home that surpasses anything that we can see in this world just for you and me. How blessed we are to have a savior who loves us so much that he is preparing for our homecoming. Even as I close this message, he's preparing. He's he's getting it ready. Setting his house in order. And then when he's finished, he comes and he comes quickly and his reward is with him. And even now, I say, Maranatha, even so, come, Lord Jesus. And all God's children said, Amen. God bless you. I thank you for this message. I thank you that you have spoken. We have seen in your word divine truth. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bring people to you now. That you would save now. Help us to prepare for that great getting up morning when you call us in the middle of the air. And we go home to be with you and we shall ever be with the Lord. Father, may this message quell any disturbance in our hearts. Help us not to be carried away by the media, politicians, Hollywood celebrities, pundits, talk show hosts, and on and on it goes. Help us to keep our minds fixed on Jesus. For one day, we will see you. Help us to pack up and get ready to go. Help us to give like we're going home. Help us to witness like we're going to our heavenly home. Help us to be joyful like we're going to our heavenly home. Help us to shout and be thankful like we're going to our heavenly home. Help us not allow anyone to rattle our life in these latter day times. You will take care of us as we do your bidding your way. In Jesus name. And all God's children said. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages service times, direction to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 
821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.